You are listening to the Center Church Podcast. Center Church is an unapologetic urban church in the heart of Richmond for the heart of Richmond. Our mission is simple, to empower people towards a life-giving journey with Jesus. Enjoy the podcast. Hey, well, good morning to you, Boulevard United Methodists, and good morning to you, Center Church. We are just so grateful that you're tuning in today. Look, we know that we, uh, we would much rather be gathering in person to start off the new year of 2022, but we just felt like it was a really wise decision for us to move our gathering online to keep you and our greater community safe. After all, think about it for a second, our witness is in fact at stake. How we champion our neighbors, how we care for the stranger, how we practice the presence of Jesus in the present, and I'm going to talk about that a little later in my message, it actually matters. It matters because we are sharing with the world the gift of both love and charity by our choice to stay online. Now, of course, friends, we, we have the freedom to gather and to celebrate with one another. But the reality is, is that freedom isn't always the most loving thing to practice. Sometimes, and this kind of feels antithetical to many of us, spiritual practices like silence and solitude, like humility and charity, communicate God's mercy better than our freedom to do whatever just feels good to us. We have to have a sense and a conviction for the common good. Now, if you're new or newer, I want to welcome you to our church. We are starting a brand new partnership between our churches, Center Church, um, Center Church and Boulevard UMC. Center Church has needed some stability and a place to gather and worship. Boulevard offered us their building and and their willingness to join with us, both in worship and in mission. It's a beautiful, beautiful situation, and I'm honored to be one of the pastors on staff. And I forgot to introduce myself. My name is Stephen Poor, and I am just that, one of the pastors on staff that are helping lead this new movement. And I'm going to share a little bit about my life. In particular, I'm going to share something I was sharing with a friend recently about my first job in ministry at a church here in Richmond. I was a student ministries pastor, and I loved it, but I had to fill these sweet, massive shoes, Clark's to be more accurate, of the former beloved youth pastor. He was like Michael Jordan of the church, and in comes off the bench Stephen Poor or Horace Grant, who's good at basketball, but he's not Michael Jordan. You can't replace him. In fact, you know, what people like about Horace Grant is that maybe he can come in off the bench and score a couple points, but really what people like about Horace Grant is that he gives Michael Jordan the much-needed rest. Well, obviously, people were not stoked, and my boss and my parents and even the students kept telling me how great the former guy was. And if I just did things a little different, maybe I would be better at shooting. Or or maybe I could finally do the sweet slam dunk that Michael Jordan 
could do. And so I spent the first part of my years in student ministry attempting to be someone that I wasn't. I'm not Michael Jordan. I'm Horace Grant. And I can still make baskets. I just can't dunk, okay? (laughs) We're in a new series right now called Formed and Light. And it's a series to go along with the liturgical calendar of Epiphany. And it's actually all about our spiritual formation. We want to kick off this new year, 2022, right. Because whether we realize it or not, whether we know it or not, or whether we see it or not, we are entirely at risk of being falsely formed. Now, this false formation is being formed by our own good before God's goodness. Think about it. It's this idea that our worth and our value are based on our accomplishments, our possessions, our efficiency, our intellectual ability, and our giftedness. This is an outside-in kind of transformation. This is where the human doing comes before God's own formation. You see, being formed by God's goodness calls us back to our true identity of being fully dependent on Jesus, on God's love, God's mercy, God's grace. Those things cannot be changed no matter what is accomplished or not accomplished in our lives. See, this, friends, this is why we are being formed during Epiphany inside out. You see, when we engage in spiritual practices, we are being formed inside out rather than outside influence in. You see, when we're formed inside out, we are resting in the reality of God's love rather than doing and and accomplishing and hustling to earn the outside's love. You see, how we're formed it actually determines the shape of our lives. If you're formed by a culture of speed and superficiality and distractions, the overflow or the outpouring of your life will be exactly that. It will be artificial as Instagram or Facebook. You see, your life will be shaped by the form. Dallas Willard writes something really interesting that I think we need to pay attention to. Dallas Willard says, hurry is the great enemy of the spiritual life in our day. But if we can just slow our lives down, if we can live a life of resistance to hurry, and that's what Sabbath is. Sabbath is resistance. We can start to have a Christian imagination that is healed and fully present in the way of God. You see, spiritual practices are meant to root us in our identity in God. God first. First, they help us to receive and express God's love because because we're formed. And how we're formed determines, again, the shape of our lives. 
You see, in Galatians 1, chapter 1, verses 6 through 7, Paul wrote his fledgling church plant in modern-day Turkey. And Paul was a bit surprised that they had allowed others to teach a gospel that added religious value-based human doing rather than God's own doing. Paul was surprised that they made it outside-in rather inside-out formation. And friends, I just want you to know, if you don't hear anything else this morning, inside-out formation is always greater than outside-in formation. You see, what Paul was hoping for his community was an inside-out formation rather than a formation of outside-in, one that requires prestige and power. But for Paul, he knew that the transformation of Jesus had far more superior opportunities for the people if they would just rest in knowing that they are already loved by Christ, that they already are who God has created them to be. They don't have to be Michael Jordan because Horace Grant is just as wonderful and just as perfect and is as just as welcome to the table as is Michael Jordan. You see, our reading today that Shay just read from Matthew chapter 2 verses 1 through 12 we see the toxic and harmful and evil that can occur if we are formed outside in. But first, I want to give just a little bit of context. You see, this particular text, this must have taken about two years for the wise men to travel from the time of Jesus' birth to the moment that they arrived, asking Herod where this child was. It must have been roughly two years because Herod's decree had children under two slaughtered. You see, these wise men, or um, magi in ancient Greek, were Persian spiritualists. Not Jewish, not Christian, they were pagan. And what made them wise is not the fact that they saw the light. What made them wise is that they actually paid attention to the heavens and wondered what this star meant for their collective well-being. You see, this light, it stirred a wonder of hope inside of them, so much so that they journeyed to worship. God's light compelled them to act. In other words, the light formed their shape. In the story, we see a juxtaposition. Juxtaposed to them is Herod. And Herod was hungry for power and prestige, and he worked his way up the Roman ranks because his father had close proximity to Caesar at the time. Eventually, Herod would be installed as king of Judea. As, and as a Roman sympathizer, he continued to create space for Rome to exploit Israel. And as a Jewish man, he was seen as a supporter of Jewish identity and zeal despite his allegiance to empire. Herod used this for his own power. He harnessed this. Herod allowed influence and power and prestige and money to form him before God and Torah. 
And with the Magi, when the Magi arrived and asked about the king of the Jews, he clung fearfully to his identity of control. And as a result, he ordered mass extermination of children under the age of two. This is allowing formation to take place outside in. Herod is overcome with fear and scarcity, and the Magi yet are overcome with hope and joy and wonder as they deceive Herod and bring the fullness of themselves to pay homage to Christ. You see, these two tales tell us quite a bit about formation if we're paying attention. While Herod orders the slaughter of children because he's proud, the Magi allow the presence of God's wonder to shape them in a way that they bow. I wonder if we're shaped by our fear of not enough. I wonder if we're so shaped by scarcity that we end up hurting ourselves by the constant grind and hustle. What I think the Magi understood, and maybe what many of us need to hear at the start of this new year, is that faith in Jesus is not some accessory for your life lived. It demands transformation in the fullness of our being. This isn't just a convenient community to be a part of. This is a movement of God's power. What we, what we bow to shapes who we become in our lives. And as we start a new year, as we collaborate two churches in partnership to transform our city, we must rediscover our Christian imagination about what it means to be a follower of Jesus. We must be willing to leave the world and live otherworldly. Now, of course, I, I realize this can't possibly be accomplished in a society that demands our attention, but maybe, maybe we just give it a little less attention. You see, our world demands that we prove something, that we show something, that we become somebody. And when we give in to these demands, we lose our true identity in Christ. No one or no thing gets to say who we are, except for our creator, God. And this should be good news for many of us, wondering whether or not we matter. You do matter, because you're formed by a loving God. And this loving God sees you as gifted and called and beloved. This is why spiritual practices are so important to us. They can help us leave the world behind and meet the author of our identity. Spiritual practices allow us to see the light and allow that light to form us to wonder and ask questions about hope and eventually bow our lives before Christ. Drew and I had been dreaming and scheming about what it might look like for us to go all in on formation. I had a conversation recently with someone who plays a, a really intimate role in Center Church. This person sat me down over a beer and they said to me, hey, Stephen, uh, I want to be honest with you. 
At Center Church, we are amazing at creating an invite culture. We're so good at making people feel welcomed. We're so good at creating hospitable space, but we're not so good at forming people into the image of God. Oof. This hit me like a ton of bricks. What are, what are we doing as a church if we're not forming and transforming people? You see, we're just another representation of a church inundated with the world's mindset of hurry and hustle. I, li- I really like what um, Rich Velotis says in his book, A Deeply Formed Life. He says this, the paradox of following Jesus is that only when we leave the world that we can truly be at home in it. What he's saying here is that practices like silence and solitude, prayer, journaling, scripture reading, fasting, and meditation, it helps us to bow into submission to God that doesn't want to improve our lives like a self-help recipe, but actually be our lives. This isn't like a self-help book. God actually wants to be our everything. God wants to infuse God's own identity, love's pure light, a star in the distant land, into our life, and all that God asks is that we bring our true God-given selves to the table. After bowing to Jesus, the Magi then took out gifts and presented the gifts that they brought to the table of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. I wonder if the reason that God wants to form us with rich spiritual practices is so that we can offer this world a gift. (laughs) To offer this world a gift of a different way, a way that is not of this world. I wonder if the reason we seek formation is because, you know, the reality is, Our world needs transformation. Simply put, maybe the reason that God wants us to be formed inside out is that we need to offer our presence to the present moment of our divided world. I can't help but wonder what gifts we collectively bring to the table. Maybe things we haven't even discovered about ourselves yet because we haven't slowed down. We've been so busy trying to live up to these external names and definitions, everything that everyone and everything else is telling us about ourselves and about our lives and enforcing how we should live. I believe that the way we offer our presence in the present moment is by leaving this world's form and entering into God's form. I believe that we must leave the world only to enter it once again, newly formed into people God is inviting us to be. 
in this present moment. And the beauty of this is that you don't have to have all your questions answered about God and Jesus and faith. You don't have to have it all together. You don't have to be perfect. The only requirement is that you're authentic and that you're willing to engage in new ways of formation. Boulevard and Center Church, I have a question. Are we bowing to Jesus, offering our fullest self? Or are we standing with pride and hurting all the people that are depending on us? Whether those are your friends, your coworkers, your family, our city. Are you being formed by the expectations of everyone else around you or the expectations that everyone else has for you? Or are you being reshaped with Jesus' form? My prayer is that this week, we can adopt some spiritual discipline to practice this week. That we can give this idea of being formed inside out a shot. That we can bow a little bit to Christ this week to start off 2022. I hope and I pray that you would consider that we would consider being formed by the light of Christ. Maybe for us this week, we can practice um, silence or maybe just some solitude, just for 10 minutes this week. Maybe before you pick up your phone, when you wake up, maybe you can sit just a few more minutes in the liminality of wake and sleep and offer a prayer to God. What if that prayer was just, what if you just spend five solid, long minutes in prayer before you spend five solid, short minutes on your phone? Perhaps you can go for a walk this week, and instead of listening to your favorite podcast, you can rest in the beauty of God's creation all around you. Maybe you can take a moment to get away and to meditate on the blessings that God has given you in 2021. What if maybe during your lunch hour, you just took 30 minutes to go and meditate how about doing a 2021 examine? What if, what if you listed all the places that God has shown up in 2021? What if you listed all the places that God showed up for you this year and you reflected where God might be sending you in 2022? Write it down. Share it with a friend. What if, just what if you took a few minutes out of each and every day this week to write down just maybe two sentences about what you're thinking about God and where God might be directing you to go this day. My hope and my prayer is that you will take this opportunity to do something. What will you do to be formed in the shape that God has for you? And how will you offer a bit more of your presence in the present moment? May you minimize the outside distractions of this world. May you flee the voices telling you to become something or to be someone. 
And may you adopt a new world formed in love, formed in peace, formed in holiness. A world where you're accepted just as you are. May you be transformed from the inside out. Be healed and be healers of other people. Thank you.